Hey, hey, you're listening to the Let's Heal Already podcast for the sometimes impatient, sometimes cranky person doing some healing. And I'm your host, JR. I'm an author, actor, and speaker from Far Rockaway, New York. And on this podcast, you'll hear me cover ground on a variety of topics from mental wellness and emotional literacy to blackness to masculinity and femininity to ending misogyny and patriarchy to last but not least, bisexuality and ending sexual shame. Here's a quick announcement. My new book is available for pre-order now. Dear Bi Men, A Black Man's Perspective on Power, Consent, Breaking Down Binaries, and Combating Erasure is being published by North Atlantic Books and distributed by Penguin Random House. This book is a powerful resource for black bi men to reclaim their identity, counter biphobia, and get empowered, and an offering to all readers looking to thwart the erasure and dehumanization wrought by patriarchy. The anticipated publishing date is April 16th, 2024, but you can pre-order it now. Also, Sometimes Impatient merch for people who are working on it is now available too. We got tote bags, t-shirts, hoodies, and pillows. Lastly, we have Patreon. If you like the podcast as is, there's way more in-depth podcast episodes and other goodies over on my Patreon. Tap in. Hey, hey, what is up? What is up? We back at it. Season three in full effect. Next episode pending. Next episode uploaded. Next episode ready to go. We locked in. We just vibing. We all of the things. That's what we're doing. Okay, so <laughs> welcome back to the Let's Heal Already podcast. And yeah, so <laughs> I have a lot of energy today. I don't know if y'all could tell. I think I just come, I came to this episode kind of excited to talk about, you know, today's topic and everything just because. You know, a lot of the stuff that I cover on here can be a little heavy or a little darker or whatever. And yeah, I feel like today's topic is like very lighthearted and very cool. And like, it's still mental wellness related, but it's like fun. I'm looking forward to sharing the stories I'm about to share. But as I told you at the start of season three, that this season we will start off each episode with our journaling prompt question. And the journal prompt question for this week, which will relate to the rest of the podcast topic is, are you a fan of the holidays? And do you have a favorite holiday or a least favorite holiday? So when I talk about the holidays, you know, I'm talking about, you know, the holiday at the end of November where everybody gets together with their families and they eat. And the other holiday at the end of December where people exchange gifts and then, you know, the brand new start of a new year, New Year's. So this holiday season, or should I say Mariah Carey's couple months where she's racking up bank off of her songs and stuff, you know? Um, yeah, is, is this your favorite time of the year? Is this the most wonderful time of the year for you? Or is it not so much? Or is it kind of like complicated? So I guess for me, I'll answer the question. Growing up especially, I really, really, really did not like the holidays. The holidays is a time in our culture where, you know, this idea of blood family, uh, blood is thicker than water and, you know, your blood family or your the nuclear family, whatever, is prioritized is seen as normal for you to spend time with them and is strongly encouraged and it's kind of like this like societal or not kind of it is the societal norm for even strangers to you know ask you oh like 
oh, you're going to be with your family, right? Or like, oh, what are you doing with your family? And like kind of make certain assumptions about the relationships that you might have with family members who they mean to be like blood family members. So for me, it was definitely like the, uh, it was like the convergence of all of these sort of like things of like these, like, oh, you, you put a lot of importance on like blood, blood family, blood relation, and also like a nuclear family and uh, things like that. And you also expect us to do these things, you know? And so growing up, that was not fun, especially, Um, you know, I, I am a bisexual person. I am amazing and stuff, but a lot of people could not see that. Uh, And even outside of my sexuality, my identity, you know, you know, family, uh, 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 I will not get into it. No, I will not. Um, but let's just say growing up, especially, I did not like the the holidays um, with the exception of like being able to eat like lots and lots and lots of food. Food brings me comfort. Fruit, food makes me feel pleasure and variety. Like there's so many different textures and flavors and items and it's exciting and smells and uh, I feel so satisfied. And then after I eat a lot of food, I start to feel like, okay, sleepy and I get to be in my body and like chill out, you know? Uh, <laughs> so that was kind of like something I would look forward to at the end of each year, like that holiday in particular. I'm trying to be respectful. That's why I'm not saying, you know, what the holiday that we all know of it. Um, I guess I'm just thinking about like, you know, indigenous people and uh, the history of that holiday and the horrors of it. Um, so yeah, I, that's why I'm not saying it. But yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, there was that. And then I guess over the last couple of years, I would say like the last three years in particular, things have kind of started to shift for me because I gave myself permission to like sit out uh, one year and I let them know very specifically why I was sitting out and that like, oh, there are certain things like, oh, like that we sweep under the rug and blah, 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 and certain things I really don't like. So I will not be participating this year. I will not be visiting. I will not be having people over. You know, I will spend that time with myself and it was an amazing time that I had with myself. And I then had individual conversations with people and started to rework and sort of start to try to redefine the ways in which we relate, you know, and that was not easy. That was very challenging. And probably for them, it was like, whoa, this is like sort of coming out of nowhere or like maybe not coming out of nowhere, maybe just like unexpected, like, whoa, like it's just the holidays, man. Like, just come over and eat the food. Like, we don't got to go deep. Um, But yeah, I, I decided to do that. And I will say that after that first year, things have steadily gotten better from my perspective in terms of understanding where people are, understanding where I am, and understanding where we can actually meet and what kind of relationship we actually can have based on where we both are that feels respectful and also feels like 
what's that word like sustainable I guess yeah kind of sustainable respectful for both of us and like like it actually makes sense like if this is where you are and this is where I am at and these are your hobbies and these are your passions and these are my hobbies and these are my passions and they are completely conflicting then yeah maybe we might feel this pressure to be super duper tight and super close because of societal uh norms and stuff but it actually doesn't work and every time we do do this we get into so many arguments and we're not nice to each other and you know versus if we can both agree to always speak to each other with a level of respect and just do it maybe and only interact with one another once every fill in the blank you know what i mean that is like wow this is a much better relationship there's less strain and less stress there's less pressure on us to be super compatible even though we're not personality wise or mentality wise or or whatever you know um so yeah uh i feel like it's getting better as the years go on which is actually a little bit mind-blowing because i am 33 right now and so for 30 years of my life or like the large yeah like pretty much as early as I can remember, that time of the year, this time of the year, brought on dread. And so to for some of that to start to be changing or turning around is like really like, wow, like, wow, things can change. And like, yeah, duh. But like, oh, wow, no, things can really for real, like change for real, you know? So yes, that was me answering the question, the journal prompt. And yeah, you can do it by writing in a journal or like what I like to do, which is voice notes. I'm a big voice noter. I'll record a voice note that I'll literally just record for myself, not send to anyone just to get my thoughts out, especially if I have like a lot of thoughts or a lot of like energy or emotion around a particular thing. And if writing is not your judge, then, you know, just, you know, a little voice note, a little voice note is not going to hurt a little self-reflection, you know? Okay. So now let's get to the episode. Yeah. 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 So (laughs) this episode is about taking off from work, using that good old fashioned PTO to get out of work, to get off of work on particular days, particular holidays. And yeah, today is actually November 7th. I know that the episode is not going to come out until later, but today is actually November 7th. And that brings us to our first holiday that I always make sure to take off. Wait, hold on. Maybe I should back up a little bit, right? So yes, today is November 7th. Today is election day. But I should tell you what I do for work so that it'll give you better context as to why I need off from work. Okay, so how I make my bread and butter, how I survive is I work in the service industry. I'm a bartender and I've been in the industry. I've been working in the service industry for the last 12 years. So quite a long time, a significant amount of time. And yeah, like. 
I, it is such a, it's, it's a, it's a people facing job. You are constantly bombarded with people of different ages, socioeconomic statuses, different sort of political leanings, different sorts of ways of interacting, different social skills, different temperaments, different, what is that word? Like that phrase, like different, you know, if somebody is sober and hasn't had a drink versus the other end of the spectrum maybe is they have had 10 drinks. So all of that too. So there's so many things, right? And so this is definitely a huge reason why I'm talking about these holidays in particular of taking off because on different days, you get different experiences is what I will say. You get different things out of people and different sort of like air quotes, archetypes of people might come in on certain days or certain times where other certain archetypes of people would not be there at that certain day or that certain time. And obviously this depends on where you work. This depends on the borough. This depends on uh, the state. This depends on so many factors, so many things, you know, but you know, I've been, I've been around, you know, for a while. And it's actually funny because in the beginning of, you know, my whole like bartender journey or what have you, this was not even something that was anywhere remotely close to my mind. I would never even think about these things. It was all about like, oh, well, I have to pay my rent. I have to work and especially work on holidays because that's when People are off from work and they spend the most. So, you know, if you're trying to make a living or you're just trying to like maybe make a little bit more so you could save up or do something with your next check or whatever, it's like you would want to work the holidays. You would want to work when everybody else in different industries is off so that you can make more money. But over time, I've seen that the cost like the the gain versus loss sort of you know some sometimes you know it's just it's just not worth it and you as you as you get older or as you just deepen your relationship with yourself you know you learn more about yourself and you're like okay okay certain things make me tick certain things I can handle would I want to do them again Mm, no but I mean but the money was cute So maybe I will do this one again, but I won't do that one again, you know? So it's kind of like that. And this is something that has developed uh, for me sort of just like very organically over the years. No, no therapist or no person has ever like asked me this, like, oh, have you ever thought about taking off certain holidays? Like for me, it's just become sort of like habitual at this point um, as I've just gotten to know myself better and also as a form of like caring for myself, caring for my future self, because, you know, in order to get these days off, I have to request them off like weeks or months in advance. So, you know, this is a way of me taking care of my future self, you know, a bit more of the admin side of (laughs) working in the service industry. Like, okay, well, yeah, my knees are probably going to hurt if I work too 10 hour shifts in a row. So maybe that third day I am completely off or maybe I need to get a massage or what, like, you know what I mean? So yeah, this is kind of just like something that I kind of just randomly developed or over time, it was kind of like, okay, I can't work these days, you know? So yeah. Uh, so 
Yes, now to the list. Now to the list. So, birthday, as I mentioned, is today, November 7th, election day, and I definitely had off from work today. Um, I remember there was this one year that I worked election day. Mm. <laughs> and I worked in um, in this part of town that is um, dominated by um, melanin deficient people who are also not from New York. Cause like, that's, a, you know, that's another layer on top of it too. And yeah, you know, it was just so awkward because like they were playing, like it was this huge bar, gorgeous bar. And they have like these project projectors um, project projector screens on the walls and so especially like for big either holidays or like you know certain big shows that shows that have like a huge cult following like let's say like survivor or something like they will play that that show and with the sound on instead of like having music on or whatever and so it'll bring out tons and tons tons of people this one in particular was showing the results of the election, that day's election. And, you know, this was, like I said, I already told you the demographic and uh, the, those people in particular were usually in their 20s and early 30s. Very few people in their like mid 40s or even early 40s, but maybe the occasional early 40 person. Right. But primarily people not from New York people without melanin, people who have a lot to prove uh, in many, many ways, and especially in when it comes to proving that they are liberal or progressive or not like their, you know, racist counterparts or what have you. And that energy is like, not just only in the room, not just unspoken, but, you know, people are saying things to you and asking you who you voted for, that you did vote and making comments and like, oh, yeah, can you believe this racist person? And it's like, yeah, girl, I could believe it. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I could believe it. Yes. It's not so unbelievable to me. <laughs> I know, like, you're just learning about racism. This was this was, I think this was in 2015 or 2016. No, 2015. It was 2015. Or was it 2014? Something around there. Um, Yeah, but it was very much like, can you believe this? Yes, I can believe it. What would you like to drink? Can we get back to like, you know, because I have to, I have to make the drinks. You know, I have to make the drinks. Let's just make the drinks, girl. Let's, what, what, what would you like? Okay. You know, and, you know, I, I definitely believe that a lot of them were just trying to, you know, sort of like, you know, be uh, like a, a human being and acknowledge me and like, you know, try to like be cool about it and like just, you know, um, maybe even lighten the mood or even empathize with me or whatever. But Certainly the ways in which they did it or just in general, you know, it a lot of times it was very patronizing and it was just annoying. It was just like, you know, you, you, yeah, it's just, it's just like, I don't even want to be here. 
I don't want to do this. <laughs> Why can't I act full time? Why can't I write full time? You know, but I have to work in bars so that I can act during the, the, the day, go to auditions during the day. Anyway, so yeah, um, that was that was quite a lot. That was quite a an experience. I remember that year was not fun and it was so emotionally taxing and draining on me. Um yeah, that I I think the next couple of days I was just grumpy as hell. Just grumpy, just mean, mean for no reason. We all know those bartenders. They just mean and rude for no reason. Mean and nasty. Yeah, and I was definitely that person for the next couple of days. Definitely, I don't even know if I could call it burnout. Like, it's it's it has to be another word for it. Just completely spread thin, maybe. Yeah. I had no more spoons, as the people be saying. Yeah. So, that's election day, November 7th. The next one is December 31st. And I know, I know, I know y'all are going to be like, what? What? That's when you make money. And especially if you're in the service industry, you know how rough January and February are. Your pockets. Oh, did you want, you wanted to be able to pay your rent in, in January, February based off of your income? Well, let me tell you something. You're never, that's never going to happen. Okay. So, so I know that like a lot of people in my industry, like they definitely are like, oh no, definitely I'm working on New Year's Eve because the next two months, they two and a half, you know, cause it's going to be cold and you know, people don't come outside their house. The next two months is going to be real scanty. You know, the check's going to be real, woo, real light. Okay. Um, so they definitely work on New Year's Eve to get their bread up, you know, to help get their bread up. But, you know, I think that um, having off going from 2020 into 2021, having that year off because of the pandemic was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. And this is like such a nice, like, this is such a, like, you know, I'm not a spiritual person, um, anymore, but like, there's something there. Like, there's like, it's like, cool. It's cool. You're going from one year to the next and it's like, it's meaningful. And like, just like, cool. Like people tend to be in really great spirits too. People tend to be pretty optimistic on that day and pretty kind to one another for the most part. Yeah. Like not even for the most part, I would say pretty much everybody, everybody's in a really good mood, you know? And as an adult, I have not really experienced that because like I told you, I've been in the industry for so long. So, um, I've pretty much always worked New Year's Eve and to have it off was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm missing. This is so nice. This is so, so, so nice. Wow. And I'm not stressed. I'm not having to take people's money and cards for transactions and, moving fast because the, everybody's at the bar and trying to get a drink and and I don't have to worry about that and I don't have to get home at like four or five in the morning from cleaning up the bar after the party is done I can just like you know as long as I wait up till midnight I can go to sleep at twelve thirty if I want and or whatever do whatever I want to do 
And so I think having that taste of freedom was like, okay, I don't think I can go back. I don't think I can go back. And like, if I'm being honest, depending on where you work, right? The money from New Year's Eve, it depends. It depends. It depends, right? Certain bars, they have a prefix, like a cover charge, and it includes like um, open bar. And depending on where you work, the employees will get a percentage of that, right? Or like, yeah, they'll get a percentage. They'll get the 20% or whatever, right? But because New Year's Eve is like arguably the busiest day of the year, they have to, everybody has to work. So if your job has, let's say, 10 bartenders on staff, eight bartenders on staff, whatever, all eight of you are working that day. So it's more people working. So it's less of a cut, sort of. So depend. I mean, this really depends where you work. Like I said several times already. So sometimes the money you're making is cute, but it's not like it's not that much. Like it's cute. It's cute. But it's not like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And once again, this really depends on where you work and the systems and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, okay, okay, like I made cute money. Like, oh, that was cute. Like that was kind of like, oh, I worked like two shifts instead of just like working one shift or I worked a shift and a half, you know, in terms of like how much money you're actually making from that night. Or some places is like you worked four days, you know, and you made that money that you were making over four days in one night, you know. So. Yeah, so it's kind of like, OK. How much would I make at this particular spot? And then. Is that worth all of the sort of headache, all of the stress and the fact that I'm losing, like missing out on hanging out with my friends and like bringing in the new year with people who I really love and who have become my chosen family or just being out of the loop of like, you know, whatever communities you move through and like people in in communities, like they do stuff on, on New Year's Eve and like being that person, right, who works nights and weekends you wind up missing out on a lot of people's like big moments or like when people celebrate their birthdays or when people, you know, do certain, like you can miss out on like sort of like community in in certain ways. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. So it's kind of like wagering, like, okay, how much money am I going to make from this night? And like, how stressful would it be? Um, Is there going to be like, yeah. So it's so many factors. So this one is not a definite like take all from work. Well, it kind of is. Mm. It's kind of like, mm. it's like an in-between. It's like, it depends. I might take off. I might take off. Okay. Yeah. I think you got it. Okay. So the next one is June 19th. And for those of you who are Black American, you already know that this is Juneteenth. And it was made into a federal holiday. And (laughs) I have so many feelings about that. Like so many feelings, so many feelings. Wow. 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 An ocean of feelings, if you will. What I will say is that I did work this past Juneteenth and it was 
it was wrong. I should not have been working on Juneteenth. No, I should not have been working on Juneteenth. I should not have been working on Juneteenth. I should not have been working. And, you know, as it was coming up, I was like, hmm, 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 hmm. Am I going to work Juneteenth? Like, I don't know. Because like, okay, like, okay, great. Like, you know, like. Okay, like, let's say black Americans, black people take the day off or, or get the day off. But then somebody is working their labor, like somebody's laboring this day. Right. And now that it's a holiday. So then the people who are working, who are who would not be black if in, in this particular scenario that I'm proposing. So you mean to tell me y'all getting time and a half for Juneteenth? Y'all getting time and a half for Juneteenth? And y'all are not... Okay. Okay. I'm not black. I'm OJ. Okay. Okay. Very that. Like, very that. That's... All right. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. 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 That's like... That's... That's... Yeah. Okay. So... That's what was going on with me. I was like, wait. So, I mean, damned if you damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's kind of how I was feeling. So, I was like, let me damned if I do. Let me damned if I do. Let me damned if I do, bro. Let me damned if I do. So, I damned if I dude. And I was working and I was just like, this doesn't feel right. And like, I'm like, you know, I mean, we serve lots of people. We serve lots of people. We serve all kinds of people at my at my job, right? But like, I just was feeling away. I was feeling away. I was feeling away. I was feeling away. I was feeling away. Mm-mm. I was feeling away, and I was like, okay, I will not be working Juneteenth. So it's gonna be damned if I don't next year, you know. And moving forward, damned if I don't. The next one is July 4th or Independence Day. And yeah, it's certainly a day for, you know, lots of people without melanin to feel like this sense of pride in this country. And it's a very, for me, it screams like white nationalist. Like it it definitely gives that um, like hard body for me. And it's very much like, oh, wow, like, look at how great America is. Look at how free we are. Look at all of the freedoms that you have. And guests will say things like that. Guests will definitely say things like that in passing, just very quickly as they're getting a beer or getting a drink from you. They'll just like say things, you know, and, you know, I'll say things back as well. (laughs) But it's like, like you against the world, like all, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's like, okay, I would rather just remove myself. And I would also, I want to go to a barbecue too. I want to get a plate too. I want to go, I want to go to somebody backyard bashment and get a plate and, and, and catch a wine real quick. Like, you know, something, something. Or if I don't want to do that, I could just be at home. I could just be at home, bro. Like, I don't want to be around y'all when like on this day. That's what I'm saying, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, so that one. The next one, and hear me when I say this, okay? Hear me. Hear me clear. Are you paying attention? Good. February 
14th, Valentine's Day. Okay, so I am single. I love being single. I love myself so much, a lot, and I really like myself as well. And that's taken a while for me to uh, be able to say that and like really mean it and for that to be true. And for me to be able to consider myself and actually do these things that demonstrate a real deep like love and like for myself. And so I say all of that because I don't want y'all to get this twisted. This is a loving, I got a lot of self-love. I have a lot of uh, communal love. I have a lot of beautiful connections and chosen family. I don't want y'all to get it twisted. I love myself. I love being single. It's great. However, capital H, however, I do not want to be surrounded by couples and serving couples, serving couples kissing and, you know, you know, doing, doing what they do on Valentine's Day and being all like lovey-dovey romantic. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be around all of that. I don't want to see, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the person that have to serve y'all and create an experience for y'all like no no like I can't think of anything that I would be I would want to do less in my probably in my life not my life though I do not want to do that I do not want to do that no no and you can't make me no no I'm not working I'm so sorry um, I'm married to the game. Like, that's what I put for my reason for having a day off. Married to the game. Fuck out of here. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, more love to all of y'all. More love to y'all who are co-creating safe, romantic, sexual relationships and love and mutual support and, um, mutual like where you want to see each other grow and just be your best selves and support that. I am I am all for that. I think that is beautiful. That is wonderful. One of the joys of life. Love that for you. Please keep that up. We need more healthy examples or just more healthy realities, really, of just love and loving relationships. I do not want to be the bartender on that day for you and your significant other or others. You know, no, I don't leave me out of it. Leave me out of it. Mm-mm. Get somebody else to do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the next two are a, jo- a joint pair. You can't mention one without mentioning the other. It is May 12th and June 16th. So Mother's Day and Father's Day, respectively. Okay. So What I will say is, okay, let me break it down a little bit, right? What I will say is that working on June 16th for Father's Day is a little easier. I will be honest. It's a little easier for me because I think societally, or not I think, societally, (laughs) we as a society are like, oh yeah, like there are a lot of shit fathers. There are a lot of shit fathers. There are a lot of shit men. And actually what I'm about to say, like, it's very clear to me that not only is it just about the actual realities, but that it's also part of bioessentialism. 
So it's like widely accepted that like, oh yeah, there are a lot of shit fathers. There are a lot of shit men, but women, mothers, oh no, them, they are it. They are it. They are special. They are nurturing automatically. They just know. They just get it. A mother, no, a woman always knows. A mother always knows. And these kinds of social scripts or social agreements that exist are incredibly not only bioessentialist but incredibly un unbearable for me to work uh so yeah i've worked many mothers days and you know mothers and 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 women and children and fathers will say all kinds of things to me all day long about how i need to call my mother and oh yeah women this and mothers this and blah blah and, you know, I don't doubt that that is their reality. However, I notice because that is a widely held belief and sentiment in our society. And I think what is also happening here, there's like a convergence, right? So, you know, day to day, it seems like most people are not too like pressed or care that much about misogyny being one of the foundations of our world you know the subjugation of women and people assumed to be women and of femininity you know i think most like day to day most people are just you know it just is what it is they don't really think about it or they don't really care too much but there is i've observed there is like this like shred of like guilt or like oh wow women do have it bad so let's sort of like reward them verbally and be like, wow, yeah, women are great. Women are this. They have to be this and this and they're great mothers and they're great caretakers. And it in a lot of ways becomes a prison for women. Like you have to be good at this stuff or else you better be good at this stuff or else. And so I think that's kind of part of what is happening too. And then also because like, you know, structurally women are burdened with child care. Whether they like it or not, they more often than not will be not only expected from their community, from their society, from the government to raise and take care of their children, but they'll also be expected to do those things for other people's children. And just you just know you just aren't automatically nurturing. You just already know you just get it. You've been practicing for this your whole life or people have been forcing you to practice uh, what is it? Ch- not just child care, but care, giving care to other people your whole life, regardless of your, you know, like sexual orientation, even if you don't and even if you don't want kids and don't have kids, a lot of times people will put you into a caretaking position. And so um, I just think it's like one of those very interesting sort of things to see out in the wild as a person who has done um, some reading on, you know, black feminism and learning about misogyny and these structures and things and bioessentialism it is such a fascinating thing to see on Mother's Day as a bartender, how people act, how people talk about women and mothers on that day, how people demand you call your mother, even if they've never met you, even if who knows if I even, if my mother's still living or if I even get along with my mother or if I have a mother, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know 
anything about me, but you, it, it societally, it is appropriate to say these things like, oh, make sure you call your mother. Oh, um, you know, <laughs> women run the world or like, you know, without women, blah, blah, blah. And so it's just like this very like kind of like weird, sticky day and becomes very quickly, very emotionally um, unsettling for me as a person, as a baddie, excuse me, as a baddie with mommy and daddy issues, you know, Mother's Day and Father's Day are things that I would rather avoid, but I definitely, like I said, notice a marked difference in the ways strangers engage you on those different days and the the societal scripts that are appropriate to even say on those days and those are very different they're very different on on mother's day versus father's day so yeah i think this is like very interesting and this is probably like the most interesting part of the episode to me um i guess because it's like the sociology brain is like going off and I'm like oh my god this is so interesting and it's so like whoa this is like kind of like upsetting too like you know like I said you don't know me you don't know my mother you don't know anything but you you know you think you know you're like oh no yes women are better women are more women are this women are that you know and um so yeah it's very like I don't know it's just like a, a very that day those both of those days tend to be very sort of like tender for me or you know what I don't even necessarily think that those days are tender for me anymore it's not really like those days can come and go and like I kind of feel like you know reg and pretty fine and everything it's like I said all of the comments like because if I were to be just out in public and seeing people with their moms I would be like oh that's so sweet like oh good for them whatever and go about my day or like spend the day with myself or or whatever but it's like it's all of the comments and all of the like the the bioessentialism on that day runs rampant 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 is so bad to me so i think that's also what i'm what it is um what i'm saying so yeah but yeah and um there is one more holiday and then I will end the episode. And it is the most important day of the year. Can anybody guess? Okay, well, it is April 9th. And that day is my birthday. So yeah, that is the day I was born. It's such a pretty day, like April 9th. It just sounds nice. Like, it just sounds so nice, you know? Like, it's like, yo, that should sound cool, bro. Like, when you was born? Oh, April 9th. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh <laughs> so usually I I'm I'm not a, a big birthday person and um in general I tend to sort of like dislike a fuss. I don't really like a fuss. I don't really like, you know, birthday dinners. I'm not into that at all. And a lot of times I I just be wanting to like chill with my sisters, like in my house or in one of their houses, like, oh, let's just chill in your crib. Let's just watch movies or like, let's talk or like, let's order food and like, let's just chill. That to me, that sounds like a perfect birthday. That sounds like cool as hell. 
And yeah, um, but as long as like I am not waiting on anybody on my birthday, like as long as I'm not like, you know, serving people alcohol or serving people food or serving like, you know, as long as I'm not serving anybody, honestly, as long as I'm just off of work that day, I'm actually like a really happy camper. I don't have to tend to anybody else's needs besides my own. If I want to drink 10 shots of tequila on that day I certainly will and I'll do it when I want and I get to have things my way and you know it's just like it's cool it's just like as long as I'm not at work love it um what I've done over the last couple years is usually I'll just get a massage on my birthday I'll get a massage and get a facial and then I'm usually just like okay time to go chill with my sisters and like just chill you know and for me that sounds like a perfect birthday really not super into uh linking up with friends or having people sort of like I don't know gather and like oh like let's celebrate your birthday and like let's go out or whatever like I don't know maybe if I was like at somebody's house or like if people came to my house and just like came to just like chill and talk and like play cards or something like a little game night that would be cool I like things like that like more intimate versus restaurants or bars or like a club or something like I don't know I'm I'm not really into that um and it's funny because I had I remember there was a episode that I did of the podcast last season and I talked about you know this woman me expressing this to this woman I had just met um it was it was in like a group of friends and stuff so um she was a friend of a friend and yeah I said like oh yeah like to be honest, I'm not super into like birthdays, like my birthday. I don't really, I'm not really into it. Um, yeah, I'm not really into like celebrating it in like sort of like, I guess a, a traditional way. And woo, she said all kinds of, all kinds of things, um, to me. And this was the first day I met her. So yeah, y'all, uh, go back and listen to that episode. I think was it about therapy speak being weaponized? I think that was the episode or responding Yes, I think that was the episode. I think it was responding to that article of is therapy speak making us more selfish or something like that. I think that's the episode. And I go into details about that story. And yeah, uh, it's just it's wild. Um, But yeah, I guess uh, the other day I'll say this and then end the episode. Yeah, the other day I was on TikTok and yeah, there was this woman and she was just like, yeah, culturally. Uh, birthdays mean a lot to girls and women like that's like a cultural thing whereas with like boys and men culturally it's not necessarily like that big of a deal or it's not the same it's not it's just not the same it's not the same across cultures obviously there are plenty of men who really really want their friends to be there for them on their birthday or do something for them or with them or whatever obviously there are tons of men like that and boys like that definitely And obviously there are tons of women and girls who really don't like that, obviously. But culturally speaking, um, there are friendships for women and girls that end because a certain person wasn't there on their birthday for their birthday dinner. Or they were only there for 30 minutes or only there for an hour or they got there late or they did this. There are very different cultural expectations, cultural meanings and significances there um so yeah um I guess I just wanted to say that and 
this is the end of the episode. It was kind of like light and fun, even though it did relate to mental wellness and mental health and stuff. Like, you know, like taking certain days off that maybe are touchy days for you or that are special days for you. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to take this day off. I'm going to use that PTO because that's what I always be hearing. I be hearing people don't use their PTO. So that's this is your reminder. This is me reminding you. This is a public service announcement. I am doing my duty. Okay. As a tax paying citizen, I'm doing my duty. I'm reminding you, use that PTO. Use that PTO. Use the PTO. Do it right now. If you haven't already taken off these holidays that you know for you are either very special or kind of touchy or people just act, you know, a little weird on these days, yeah, use the PTO. Take the day off. All right? All right. Thank y'all for getting to the end of the episode and I will see y'all next time. Peace. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Let's Heal Already podcast. To be clear, I'm not advocating for an emotionally intelligent patriarch or for more men to begin and end their work at feeling comfortable painting their nails, wearing dresses, or expanding what falls under the fold of masculinity. Similarly, I do not want to be a highly efficient, well-adjusted worker under capitalism, which is often the aim of Western therapy models. I am calling for the system to be abolished. That system is imperialist, cis-heterosexist, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy. Please leave a rating or review on the platform you use to listen to this podcast, and feel free to share this with your friends. Donation to show support can be made at J-R-Y-U-S-S-U-F on Venmo.